Uh, this uh, time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. Well, for you it's good morning, and Baruch Hashem for me it's good afternoon. Calling and speaking from... Beit Shemesh. And the first thing I want to say is Amen the Amen to Malcolm Homeline's words. Everybody should come. You're coming home. And that's so significant. I always tell you when I speak on Erev Shabbos, it's not just that the flower stands all over. I'm just going to tell you one thing which is so exciting. My children live in Beit Shemesh, and now they're not only working on Beit Shemesh Gimel, but you should know that the government has approved that there's going to be a Beit Shemesh Dalit, and there's going to be a Beit Shemesh Hay, and they have given the approval for for 17,000 Cane Yerbu new apartments. 530 dunams have been set aside for business and hotels. And what's happening is, and Beishemesh is basically doubling in size, Baruch Hashem, in the next coming years. I want you, if you can, to honor yourself and go and take out, bring to the table tonight the Mishnah Brura Chalik Beis, and you're going to open up to Reish Chaf Dalid, chapter 224, and you're going to go to paragraph Yud 10, and with a bracha of, of shame v'malchus, without shame v'malchus, as you'll see in the Mishnah Brura, even if we follow at the moment the Prima Gadim that says you make this bracha without shame v'malchus today, just listen to these words. Haroe bate Yisrael, b'yishuvan. When you see the literally houses, the development of the Jewish people, when they are being returned to Eretz Yisrael, and whether it refers to Botekneseos, etc., there's a bracha that is made, and that is Matziv Givul Almana, which means that he is establishing and broadening the boundary, that which was unfortunately of the Almana, the widow, Monday night at the very beginning of Eicha, we're going to say about the ear, Yerushalayim, Almana, like a widow, and there's no question about it. We are mourning for the Beis Hamikdash, and until we have the Beis Hamikdash, it's Ikar Chaser Menasefer. Literally, we are missing the most important part of our peoplehood. As we say in the Haftorah and the bracha that follows the Haftorah, Tzion Kihi Beis Chayenu. Literally, the Beis Amigdash is the source of our life, religious and physical as well. All the sorrows that we have, Lo'aleinu, in Eretz Yisrael and all over the world, all kinds of sorrows is because we don't yet have the Beis Hamikdash. However, we should realize, and it's not a contradiction in terms, that at the same time, this privilege to be this incredible growth and development in Eretz Yisrael. I'd like to, at this point, first talk about, unfortunately, this 
coming Monday night, Tuesday, Tisha B'Av, which at the moment looks like it might have to be a fast day. You think I'm joking when I say that? I'm telling you, I promise you, where does Yudin have the chutzpah to use that word? Because the Navi Zachariah and the Navim don't lie in chapter 8 promises that Tisha B'Av will one day be a holiday. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. It's crazy. We say in Echa, and as a result, amazing, this coming Monday afternoon, no Tachanon, as if it were an heir of Yom Tov. We are such an incredible people, and it's not a contradiction. On the one hand, we're going to sit down, we're going to mourn, we're going to have a Suda Mavsekis, as we'll talk about in a minute, and we're not going to greet each other on Tisha B'ab. We're going to go through another year of Kinos. However, at the same time, we have the ability in our minds and hearts to recognize and realize that, wow, this will be someday a holiday, and it's not a contradiction in terms. Okay, so here we go this Monday afternoon, as we said, no Tachanon, different opinions as to whether or not you could or should be learning Torah, other parts other than the parts that you can learn on Tisha B'Av. Listen carefully. There is what is known as the Su'udo Hamafsekes, right? Which is akin, think about it, lo'aleinu, to the Sudas Havra'a. When you come back from the cemetery, those are the sitting shiva. So what do they have? You have that bagel, you have that piece of bread that's round in the hard-boiled egg. And what do we do this coming Monday afternoon? You have your supper and eat that so you should be able to fast. And then you, if you can... Do it this way, go to David Mincha, then come home, wash again, and sit down by yourself and take a piece of bread and a hard-boiled egg and just a little bit of water to drink with it, etc. And this is your Sudam Apsekes. And for this, you can still wear your shoes because you don't have to take your shoes off until um, sunset. But the idea is that this is a preparation for the, the Su'uda itself is a Su'uda's Tishabad. It's a preparation for, unfortunately, the, uh, the, 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 the day of mourning which is coming. Now, unless you say, I'm accepting my fast with me, try in your own mind to say I'm not. And so until the fast begins, you can eat even after, you know, the uh, Su'uda Hamafsekis. Okay, needless to say that um, uh, at this Suda Mavsekis, when certainly we are not eating meat, and even the Sephardim, who were more lenient this past week, the week of Shavuah um, Shachalbo, we don't eat meat, um, and uh, we don't drink wine, except if there is a, quote-unquote, Sudas Mitzvah. Okay, Tisha B'Av is like Yom Kippur, in the sense that there are five inuyim, five restrictions, which apply to Tishbab because, and you should be aware of this, there were five tragedies that occurred on Tishbab. Number one, this was the night that the Jewish people in the Midbar, in the desert, when the spies came back and we believed them, he said, can't even say the words. Vayim Osu, David Amelech says in Tilim 106, Be'eretz Chemda. We said 
thanks, but no thanks. We didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. We were afraid. We rejected Eretz Yisrael. Ouch. That's the first sin, that, and that's the first calamity and tragedy which befell on Tisha B'Av. The second and third is that the first base of Migdash was destroyed on Tisha B'Av. The second base of Migdash was destroyed on Tisha B'Av. As the rabbis tell us that God said to the Jewish people, you cried for naught and I'll give you what to cry about. The city of Betar was captured and tens of thousands of Jews were killed on and starting from the capture of Betar on Tisha B'Av. And finally, the Roman, Tunis Rufus, plowed the site of the Besam Migdash. Okay? Uru, uru, arayasod ba. Right? Literally such hatred that they had. But ask yourself, where is Rome today? Oh, yes, they're the Roman numerals. And just look what and where Klal Yisrael and Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael is today. Powerful. Okay, the five restrictions of Tisha B'Av are, one, eating and drinking. Clearly, whoever is to fast, fasts. Pregnant women, first of all, consult with your Rav doctor and no heroics if you are to begin the fast. No heroics. Everybody else, you are to fast and recognize that the fasting is part of a very important process that we as a people have been doing. It literally keeps alive within us the very, very powerful yearning, longing for Zion, for the Beisam Migdash. Unlike Yom Kippur, that if one has to, has to eat on Yom Kippur, there's a shiurim, a certain amount, you eat, you wait, etc., you drink, you wait. No, this doesn't apply to Tish Ab'av. If you have to eat doctor's orders, eat. If you have to drink doctor's orders, drink. If you have to drink, don't eat. Do just that, drink. The idea is that we, unfortunately, at this point here, want to fast so that we are able to feel the day that we and he, capital H, mourn. That's a very important point, that give out. We say when someone is sitting shiva, and I really believe that on Tisha B'Av, we say that to Hashem, because he too is mourning, as the Gemara, the Be- Beginning of Brachos, Gimbala Maralev says that literally every single day he mourns for his children in his base Amigdash. First thing is we can't eat and drink. Second thing is that we are not to what you would call anoint yourself with any kind of cosmetics, lotions, which is other than for, quote-unquote, health reasons. Third thing is that we are not to wear leather shoes. And the fourth thing is we are not to bathe. And the fifth thing is that marital relations are uh, prohibited on Tisha B'Av. And let me just say a few other things very quickly. You can't uh, take a shower, bath, 
night of Tisha B'Av, on the day of Tisha B'Av, we wash our hands as we do every morning with a cup, right, Negovaso, right, left, right, left, right, left, to the knuckles, and that's it. Take your fingers and uh, rub off, you know, some of the water, and uh, then put your fingers through your eyes, and that's it. Should you get your hands dirty at all during the day, should you use the bathroom, by all means you can wash your hands again to your knuckles, and that's it. Um, and understand that um, all this is to help us appreciate this day. From the letter of the law, children under bar and bas mitzvah do not have to fast. It's not like Yom Kippur, where a year or two before, we train them to fast. Here, we don't want to train them, because please God, there's not going to be a, a Tisha B'Av of a uh, fast day. There's going to be a holiday. So from the letter of the law, they don't have to. If they want to show that they're too, they too are part of the community, so in that regard, I would say, you know, we would allow them as well. What else is prohibited on Tisha B'Av? The learning of Torah, which has such a powerful idea. Ask yourself, do I really rejoice when I study Torah? And if I don't, then that's one of the things I have to work on. Because otherwise, why can't I study Torah on Tisha B'Av? David HaMelech, in chapter 19 of Tillam says it so powerfully, that the laws of God are just and proper, and they literally gladden the heart. So one can study on Tisha B'Av and learn those sad things, commentaries about the destruction, the Gemara, you know, about the destruction in Gittin and in Sanhedrin. So these are the things that one can do. Understand that on Tisha B'Av, the night of Tisha B'Av, if one can, one should alter their sleeping habits, and if they usually sleep with uh, two pillows, let them do with one, if they do with one, try without, and uh, the idea is that uh, we don't greet one another on Tisha B'Av until mid the day, until Chatzos on Tisha B'Av, number one, the Parochas is pushed aside in our Botekanesios, the Shul itself is mourning, and and uh, we don't greet one another until mid the day. Ideally, you should be in shul. And many, many shuls nowadays explain the kinos on Tisha B'Av morning. So it makes it much more understandable. The kinos themselves are poetic expressions of that which we have lost. And without commentaries in whatever language you're comfortable with, Hebrew, English, etc., you're not going to really understand them. It's very hard. And what are they alluding to? And that's why many, many shuls have rabbanim who will explain the kinos, and that's what you should ideally be doing this coming uh, Tuesday until approximately 1 o'clock. I believe 102 in the New York area. And then after that, we sit on a regular uh, chair, Amazing. Why? This is such an important point, because it was in the afternoon that the Romans, Yamach Shemam, put the Beis HaMikdash uh, on fire. So you would say, my goodness, that should be the time when we should have the greatest Avelos. However, the rabbis understood that it was against a building, right? 
ובונים. עצם ועוונים, literally wood and stone that went up in fire, and not thank God, the Jewish people. Pinch yourself that you are a remnant of that time. We don't put on our talis and tefillin in the morning on Tisha B'Av. We do put them on at Mincha time. Very important to know. And just understand that there's a Kriyasa Torah on Tuesday morning from the Eschanan Kisolid Bonim Uvnei Bonim. There's a Kriyasa Torah in the afternoon um, on Tisha B'Av afternoon. And just be aware of one thing, that because the Beis HaMikdash was ablaze until midday of the 10th, the custom certainly among Ashkenazim, is that we don't drink wine, we don't eat meat until midday of the 10th, and we don't wash clothing until midday of the 10th, and we don't listen to music until midday of the 10th. And I pray that these laws that we review today, that's it. Let them be in the archives. Hopefully, please God, next year, no more. I just want to share with you one very, two quick ideas regarding uh, Devarim. Listen carefully. An interesting point, and that is as follows. In the book of Devarim, there are 200, the last 200 mitzvahs of the Torah, starting with mitzvah 414, which is, there are two mitzvahs in Parshas Devarim, 414, 415. Both of them are not individual mitzvahs, they're communal mitzvahs. A, to appoint judges who are knowledgeable. B, that once you have a judge, he should not be intimidated by those who come before him to favor the wealthy, the this, the that, etc. Okay, stand your ground. That are the two mitzvahs. Now, I want to show something very interesting. Starting next week, in Voyez Hanan, Shabbos Nachamu, there are so many mitzvahs. The Aseris Adibros, Shema, Tefillin, Mezuzah, all these things you have next week. Why? I want to say that the Torah itself is giving us the Nechama next week of all the mitzvahs, like Mesam Chelev. And this week's parsha, only two mitzvahs, and none for any of the individuals, just that. The Torah itself is mourning with us by, quote, giving us a very small number of mitzvahs. That's point one. Secondly, as we know, the parsha begins with Moshe rebuking the Jewish people. And that's something very important, that at times a parent, a teacher, a rebbe, a rav and a shul has to rebuke the people. But there's a way to do it. Now watch. Dizahav. Moshe says to the Jewish people, now there's no place, Dizahav. Moshe is reminding them of the Zahav, the golden calf. And Rashi says that at the same time that he reminds them of the golden calf, he basically turns to Hashem and says, Hashem, you know what? It was partially your fault. What does that mean? Because they had so much gold that they took out of Egypt and the booty by the Yamsuf, once they had so much gold, they had what to do with it, and they made an ego with it, and it went to their head. The idea being that when you have a buck in your pocket, then I, I, I become important. Once the I becomes important, then there's room for idolatry. 
And that's what happened over here. So Moshe, at the same time that he rebuked him, was also being malamit schus on their behalf. Which leads me to the key point of that when anybody rebukes, there's a way of doing it. And what does that mean? Take out the book of Proverbs, Mishlei, and turn to chapter 9, verse 8. Easy to find, 9, 8. And what does it say there? The wise King Solomon says, don't, don't rebuke the, the person who is a, literally a fool, lest he come to hate you, because he doesn't appreciate that you're rebuking him for his own good. However, if you give Musa to a wise person who realizes you mean it for his benefit, ah, he'll love you. I remember seeing years ago, I think, by the Shalom HaKadosh. Very powerful. Watch. Al-Tochach, don't rebuke somebody by calling them a let's, by saying you're no good. Why? If you put somebody down when you rebuke them, they're going to what? Quote, hate you. If you rebuke the person by saying you, you're such a chacham. This is not pass. This is not fit for you to do. But you build them up, they'll love you. There's a way to rebuke. Even when we give Musar, do it in a loving way. And that's what we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu. And so, unfortunately, as we go into another Tisha B'Av, the idea has to be, sure, there are differences between all Jews, but let's focus not on that which divides us, but let's focus on, thank God, there's so much that unites us. And Amir Hashem, I hope and pray that next year we will all be celebrating Tisha B'Av exactly where I am today in Eretz Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom to all.